Hey guys, this week we're back with the Joe story, which Sandra has never told on the podcast. We've told lots of other stories, but not this one. Just hold on to your butts because it's going to get interesting. Oh yeah. Still there? It, yeah. Oh it yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but before we get into it. Let's have a lovely word from our sponsors, Anchor. Yay, round of applause. Yay. All right, Sandra, so how did you and Joe meet? Um, we went to high school together, actually, in that freshman year. Let yeah. us all hear that sweet cute that happens in the romantic comedies. What was that like for you? Okay, so, so part one of the story, high school. So we met freshman year. Um, he and I, um, don't, we didn't really talk much, but I knew him because we had mutual friends. And he pretty much, well, I would go like, you know, I would go hang out with other people too. But there was a group specifically that he would hang out with that I knew. So that's how he and I met. And then fast forward. So sophomore year, I didn't see him because he had went to a different high school in a different area of California. And then junior year rolls around and um, we had a class together, but he wasn't there for long either. And then and then senior year, he actually got expelled. About halfway Ooh, through the year, he like, got expelled. So, okay, so you met him like through mutual friends? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, how did that happen? Just like when, and they like introduced you, or like, um, pretty much when, pretty much he, we pretty much introduced ourselves to each other. Um, like when I first started meeting people freshman year, because you know, new school, new year, we're just like, hey, yeah. what's up? Good to meet you, okay, okay, right. So then there, how did it progress to now you want to date each other? Okay, so part two to that, to the story is, How did that so, yeah, so now this is the the next part of that story. Um, so we, so we had lost contact, and then, get me on Facebook, and um, so then we started talking on there, and we exchanged numbers, and then, then I didn't hear from him again for a while or so. So I thought that was it, and, and, uh, and then one day out of the blue, I get a phone call from him. So I I recognized the number. It was weird because like I thought I had his number saved and I didn't, but then I recognized the area code, so I kind of had a feeling it was him. So I answered it, and it was him. And he he was he was calling off his grandparents' phone actually, and he had told me that his phone was off and everything, so he was caught. So I would have his grandparents' phone number in case I needed to get a hold of him. So what's so this is where things started progressing a bit. Um, so we start talking, and then um, then one day he actually he started talking to me some something about a relationship, and I thought maybe he was gonna like ask for relationship advice or whatever, and and actually to back it up 
roll up for a second because this part's relevant. Um, freshman year, he wanted to date me, but of course, I was I actually had a boyfriend at the time, so I told him I wasn't interested. And so, yeah, and and, and then there were like a few other times, but again, I was in a relationship, so of course, um, of course, I was taken. And anyway, so fast forward. So anyway, going back to to that current period um he had yeah so he had asked me if I would consider being his girlfriend and it's funny because I had like this feeling to not say no or I had this feeling to kind of say no and like wait on things but then he kept pressing the he kept pressing it further and further so like it was like can can, consist consistency yeah, like he was, he well, he was, well, he was being pers- persistent. I say persistent, not yeah, persistent. There. Duh. Yeah, well, he was so consistent and being persistent on asking me his to be his girlfriend. So you're on the right track there. So it was um, like you didn't want to, but he just like bugged you about it so much that you're just like, he, fine, whatever, let's do it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he pretty much bugged me, like you said, and so finally to get him to, I know it's going to sound bad, but to get him to shut up, I finally said yes, and he was, he was happy about it, and anyway, so we, yeah, so we dated. Familiar, because it's happened to me a few times. Yeah, no, and he was like the only one that would really push for a relationship because I never had other guys do that so I think that's kind of why it was like a little weird to me because that was the first time ever that it's happened to me and so we dated uh, so we were together for maybe a total of about a year and a half or so because we started dating in around May or June of 2012 and then I broke up with him in October of 2013 so we had been together like over a year yeah. So let's talk first stage of the relationship, the honeymoon stage. What were your first dates together like? And did you see um, any red flags? Or did you notice anything back then that seemed kind of weird, but you didn't realize they were red flags until later? Um, let me see. As far as like going out on dates in the beginning stages of the relationship, I would say we only maybe went on one or two. Only because I was in school at the time, of course, and my family was kind of strict. They they knew about him, but my my grandma especially didn't approve of him, which I now understand why. But she, but at the time, I was, you know, I I kind of kept the relationship kind of a secret for a little bit, but then eventually I brought it out into light. But um. Like I said, I think I only went on one or two dates with him, and um, the red. And then I didn't really notice any red flags until I would say until maybe like the middle, toward the middle of the relationship, which would be around um, early tw- oh early twenty thirteen is when I started noticing a little bit of red flags. Well, the telling me about the red flags, like what were they, and like how did that go over? Um, I would say one of the first red flags for me was he wanted to be engaged so fast. Yeah, you heard that right. He wanted to propose to me. And we... I've talked about this 
if they're already talking, just like in the George story, how he was already talking, literally the day we met, how we were meant to be together and we were going to get married and have 12 babies and all this shit. If they're doing that super early on in the relationship, huge, huge red flag. I mean, it's not like a, I mean, if they're bringing up and passing like, oh, someday when I get married, but if they're like pushing on it and they're like saying it to try and manipulate you into like all these feelings or guilt you wow they really love me they want to be engaged or married to me or whatever no red flag red flag huge red flag leave mm-hmm. yeah but that's anyway, what that's what joe did with me yeah and and at first and i first i told him i said well i don't think we're at the that stage yet like if we if we last i don't think we're there yet and for yeah. some reason he just was super adamant he really was and oh and as if there wasn't any more additional red flags to that big red flag um the the further the additional red flag to that was that he was gonna he was he was gonna tell me when where and how he told me the details of how it was going to happen in which i'm sure you know rule dating or engagement 101 you don't tell the person i yeah i was gonna say if you're gonna ask someone to marry you don't you want that shit to be a surprise Mm -hmm. like don't you want it to be all romantic and just one day just like when you or or like plan it out and make it special like mm-hmm. doesn't telling them about it like defeat the whole purpose of it 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 does it defeats the whole purpose you're right like i mean it's one yeah. thing to talk about ideas like some are you and when i do like i want to buy you this type of ring or i want to do this but like giving them the detail the full rundown on like yeah i'm gonna do it just like this and we're gonna here like that that's not romantic. No, it's it? like Yeah, he pretty much no, killed the vibe yeah, of that. As, as good as that sounds and as cool as your idea sounds, like I don't wanna know. Like don't fuck if you want it to be romantic and special, don't just let it yeah, happen. Like I don't care to know until it happens. And now yeah. that you've told me I don't fucking want it. Do something else. Yeah, or plan it some other way because you just killed it. Right? Yeah. And and then you want to hear the lamest excuse on the planet for that was? Hold on, hold on. Since he told you, now you got to tell us. What was his idea? Oh, his idea? Do that shit. So you want to know how it happened? It was going to be at John's Incredible Pizza on my 20th birthday. And it was going to be sometime after we eat before we go play games and slash get on rides that's exactly how he said it and that's exactly how it happened so we wait yep oh this you gotta tell me full detail nothing left out oh and he even told me that and he even went as far Okay, thankfully he didn't tell me where he got the ring from because that would have been just a, oh, no, like, I'm done with you, no. No, he didn't get that far, thankfully. But he did tell me the color of the ring and, like, what it was going to look like. So, 
So, like you said, when he did get down on his knee, I it felt awkward. To be honest with okay, you, so it felt awkward. Story, because I want this story, the whole story about how it happened for real and what everybody's reaction was. So you got to tell me. So it's your twentieth birthday. You're gonna go to Johnson. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go to Johnson. We're going to Johnson Credible Pizza. So we're having lunch. And actually, we didn't have anybody around us when it happened. Like, I mean, what I mean by anybody is like anybody that I invited. Like, like all our friends and every everybody went were out playing games, and Joe and I stayed behind, and that's when he did it. So it was more of a secret thing, if you want to be technical. Like, I can understand why, because your family was super strict. But like, to make what your friends and family to know like I love this person so much I'm asking them to marry me like yeah I mean, and I don't even private where it's like romantic and stuff I understand that but like what's the point of doing it in a public place if you're no right and I don't even think my sister was around either I think she was with everybody oh. else so then what so he asks you you guys are in private then what you go play games pretty and much yeah something- does anybody notice? Um, well, Joe did suggest for me to show everybody the ring, and he finally did say something eventually. He went and told every... Well, not that he, like, rounded up everybody, but, like, as we ran into whoever we were with, like, we would... He would be like, oh, get up, me and Sandra are engaged, and I would show him the ring. That's pretty much how we... I need that to know what people's reactions were. Everybody it's just kind of... Yeah. So I would say maybe half of my friends were kind of like, um, did you, did this really happen? And others were like, oh, so that's cool. And thought it was a joke or they didn't care. Um, um, how do you say it? I don't remember some of their reactions, but I do remember some of them reacting as like, like, oh, it happened. Like, oh, shoot. Like it was a surprise to them. Oh, like they didn't see it coming, so they were like confused. Pretty much, yeah, they didn't see it coming. And yeah, and then and then I actually kept it a secret from my family, believe that one or not. But I think my mom knew, but she just never said anything because they didn't like him. So like, mm-hmm, they, they didn't like him over someone. You... It doesn't sound like you planned on being with this dude for life. So why cause a bunch of drama over it? Yeah, no. I, I, I didn't. I, I had my reasons of. I wanted to be, get out of that relationship by then, especially after he pulled that stunt on me and told me that the, the whole spiel on that. But I just thought, you know what? I'll find another way to get out of this relationship, which I did later. So but, during this time, during this time, oh, go ahead. No, oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say, so during this time your grandma was also already sick. Yeah, and, and so they through that or what? Like tell me about He was he was supportive. He actually was up there at the hospital, not not in the same room with my grandma, but like he was there at the hospital like a few times. So just to make sure I you will, were okay. At least I'll give him that. I he will give him credit for that. Hard time. Yeah, I will give him credit for that. Because that that is... But... Yeah, no. And I've heard the funeral story. Oh, boy. 
okay, so my so my grandma passed the very end of June, um, and then her services were a couple weeks later. So the sometime the week after the Fourth of July. So this um, time, like I said, in detail, leave nothing out. So by the way, remember her family and her friends hate this dude. Yes, and even even Nick didn't like him. Um, so. Um, okay, so here comes the day of the funeral. So actually, the funeral, the services were panned out in in this. It was a two day thing. So the night before, uh, well, they they both Nick and Joe went both days. So the night before, um, which was the viewing, um, so all my you know all my friends and family were there. Well, not friends, but I mean I mean family, but. Um, yeah, so most of my family was there, and we're all yeah. Well, you could say some some of our friends too. So we so they were all there waiting outside, and now here here's where things get interesting. So we're all waiting out outside of the the funeral chapel, and then out comes one of the ushers, and he makes the announcement that the only the immediate family of my grandma, at you know can can be let in at this time you know to have some time to themselves so that which in- entailed which is my pretty, it's pretty customary that's usually how it goes right so my mom my sister myself um yeah just the three of us had went in by ourselves i don't even remember what happened to my uncle and my grandpa because they they were kind of running a bit behind so they weren't there yet but so then later on, as from what I heard, heard from my best friend Nick, um, when we had went in there, he said that Joe tried to go in there, and I asked him, "What do you mean he tried to go in there?" And he said that that he, he said that Joe kept saying, "I want to, I'm going to go in there," and that he told stopped him and told him, "No, dude, you, we can't go in there," and that he said Joe was very persistent at this point and was like. Well, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the ushers to let me in. I am immediate family. I'm her grandson-in-law. <laughs> you have to let me in there. He, I think I think he was already declaring that at that point, or was trying to hint that, especially to Nick, because he kept telling him, "Well, I want to be in there to support her and her and the family." Blah blah blah. And Nick was like, "Dude, but you heard you heard what they said. Immediate family only." Yeah, and Nick said that he just felt like very awkward when Joe kept like trying to push his way through, and and they were like, "No, dude, like we're sorry, you not not right now and stuff." So, yeah, that that was a very weird, a weird, very weird part of that. People are and weird. had Nick never told me, I would have never known. That's like insane to me. It really is. And even Nick by that point didn't like him no more. Or he I should say he never really liked him in the first place. He he did say that that he, he felt he always got that vibe from Joe uh, you know, as being a creep. Alright, so fast forward to now you're that everybody's inside the services and what goes down. I know what's coming, so I'm like, what the fuck? But like 
the audience doesn't know. So Oh, so you think Joe trying to break through was bad? Okay, the inside just got even better. So So we're sitting so we're there and and um so Joe was sitting right next to me and then Nick was sitting on the other side of him and then my sister was on that other side of Nick. So we're all sitting in the same row and um so while we're sitting there Joe then tries to put his arm around me and tries to like pull me close to him like trying to like hug himself on me throw himself on I me don't, like here's the thing I get having his arm around you or like having his hand on your back or whatever like in a sh- like supportive that's fine but like trying to mm-hmm. hug all over you in front of everybody at your grandma's funeral Yes. Oh, it gets worse, by the way. I know the story. It gets worse, guys. So I'm just going to let her continue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he's, like, just throwing himself on me and just trying to hug on me. And finally, I told him, I said, hey. Yeah. In front of my entire family. And and family friends. Yeah, literally he just like threw himself on me and i even told him i i finally not i kind of pushed him off i know that was probably like rude but like come on no like you no, said I really i know that's probably rude it's not if they're making you uncomfortable or you feel the situation is inappropriate it's perfectly okay to push someone away don't ever yeah i felt that was yeah exactly i didn't feel it was the time or place to do that so i Push them off and like, family event, a funeral, or like Christmas dinner, or anything like that. That is not the place. That is a huge no no. Exactly. Right. And so I finally told him, I said, Hey, dude, like, out of due respect, like, I don't appreciate, I, don't appreciate I, I would rather not be hugged like that here. And you know what his, his excuse was? Oh, but I'm just trying to comfort you. Do I look like I need that right now? <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying mentally. I was like, well, I appreciate your support, but can you please not hug on me like that? Other ways to show it. Mm-hmm. And again, he was trying to do it. And Still, even after you told him? Mm-hmm. And it, one more time he tried. Once more he tried to. And I know and at some point, didn't other family members say something to him as well um they didn't say anything to him but my some a few of my cousins a few of my cousins did say something to my uncle and both my uncle and my mom and they both have came to me and told me about it and i said i know i i uh, how do you think how do you guys think i feel like i feel embarrassed more than anything and I told him to get off me, but he wouldn't listen. He's dumb. He doesn't understand. Mm-mm. And, yeah, my mom said she felt embarrassed for me as well. So. I don't think I would have invited him if I were you, to be honest. Knowing that my family just didn't like him, I probably wouldn't have even invited him. Looking looking back on it, I, I should have just, I, I even told Nick, and even Nick agrees with me on this, like, looking back on it, we both agreed that maybe I should have just lied to him and said that the services, it's only family. 
that it's a private service. So that way he wouldn't think anything of it. Too bad it wasn't during COVID time and he could tell him, oh, we can only have a certain amount of people because of COVID. Sorry. I know. That's that's how they did my grandpa's funeral. Um, I think we're only allowed to have 10 people, I think. Because they're doing, they did, um, hit, well, it's a, it's kind of like a gravesite thing in the cemetery, or that we went, only 10 people. So they did my aunt, which is his sister, and then his, and there's only 10 people allowed at both. Granted, a lot of the 10 people are just like his nephews, and obviously my mom and my aunt and all them. Right. So. But yeah, I, I now that I think back on it, like I said, I should have just said, "Oh, it's a private service." But Nick got to go. My family actually liked Nick, bro. Actually, he you know, wouldn't have known because. Oh yeah, because probably... people don't usually about it, and if they post about it there they just talk about how it was a beautiful service or whatever right it's all about the person that passed not other people that were there not social hour mm-hmm exactly but that's but it's, anyway, okay. it's okay water under the bridge now now let's move on to the next big event that happened so after the funeral then what because i know you guys too long after that yeah, so so fast forward, so from July to October, so we're talking three months later. So, okay, because I vaguely remember a story, something about a mobile home and a hooker and oh, maybe yeah. Drugs. Okay, can you tell me about this, about that? Okay, let me tell you about, about the prostitute. <laughs> okay, so, oh, and then there's a guy involved too. Well, not not with the Tell prostitute, but it, there are two. Okay, okay. So there's okay. There's a prostitute, and then there's a guy. So those are two different stories, but I'll tell you them real quick. So, so the prostitute. So he. So Joe has a friend named Benjamin that um that knew a guy that owned some property there in in Empire, and. So Benjamin one day called me and he, well, he had already, he already like kind of was suspecting that Joe was cheating on me. And okay, so this is another, this is where the other red flags started coming in. So red flag number two was that Joe was possibly cheating on me. Um, so Benjamin called me one day because he had my number. And so he asked me, do you have a minute? Because I need to talk to you. And I said, what's up? So he tells me that, um, so Benjamin was staying, okay, so there were like two or three trailers on the property and Benjamin and Joe each were renting a trailer from the owner. So Benjamin said that one day he heard a woman's voice and then he heard Joe talking. So he went outside to investigate and it turns out um there was a there was a lady that um, you could tell she was dressed like a prostitute, 
from the way he described her and everything. And he said that she was asking him for money. And so he said then that he, um, so he said that he was watching and he said he saw Joe give her money. And then he said all of a sudden, Joe turns around and goes back in his trailer and the prostitutes following him. And so they both went into the trailer for like maybe a good five or ten minutes or so, and then they both come back out. God knows what happened in the five or ten minutes. And so he said that he confronted him after and was like, hey, what was that all about? And that he said, oh, she needed to use my phone to make a phone call, so I let her in the trailer. And then he told him, dude, you know you're not supposed to have anybody on the property. By the way, this trailer was the same trailer him and Sandra were live in after they got married. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's coming up. That's coming up. Um, he, yeah, he, he got in, yeah, he, um, oh, so that happened, right? And, um, so then another night she came back and Benjamin ran her out and was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, oh, I need money because I have kids at home that I need to feed and, and all this stuff. And that he told her, and think about it this way. because of your profession, I know how you're getting money and you shouldn't be doing it from someone who's taken and you shouldn't be doing it on this property because the owner of the property has already said he don't want other people here. Like, go mm-hmm. and he and he told her about giving her money by the way because he had a, some story for giving her money supposedly they weren't sleeping together he was just like loaning it to her because he felt yeah the story yeah the story is she okay his so joe's version of things when i confronted him finally one day about it his version of things was that she gave him some boohoo sad sad story that that she was homeless or that she was once in a relationship or something and that she got kicked out of her place and she had nowhere to go and that she was homeless and she needed money for herself and for her kids and that she that she would she was trying to then that she couldn't find a job and stuff because of her her history and um, and so Joe felt bad for her and Joe said he felt bad for her so he would loan her money and he said that he was just doing it out of out of goodness I guess you could say but I honestly it's like I don't know there could be truth to that story but at the same time I think he probably was just making up something just to give an excuse to sleep with her so yeah, so Benjamin ran. Yeah, Benjamin ran her out finally, and he told her, "Get the hell out of here." with that woman. Yeah. To to quote Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, and so finally Benjamin did run her out, and he told her, "Get the hell out of there," or he was gonna call the police. And guess what? She never came back. Well, of course not. That would affect her job if she did. Can't. You can't be going if you're locked up. Or maybe right? you can. Right. You can. You True. just have to be True. doing it for 
Right. And um, so, yeah, so, so that was the end. So that's the end of the prostitute story. And now, now this other short, also short story. Okay, so there, so there's a dude that's involved now. <laughs> so, just in case you may not know what I'm talking about, there was a, there was some hearsay that he could be, that he swung both ways, which I still to this day don't know and don't care because I'm no longer with him. But so the story I got from the same friend Benjamin. If you are, we're not saying it's bad that you are, and we don't care if you are. Some of us are. And right. If you are, it's cool, but don't use it as an excuse to cheat. That's Ex- not cool. right. Exactly. And so he, um, yeah, so Joe one day, um, he was, so Joe one day was talking about this friend that he has, which I'm going to call him Adam. So he, so Joe and Adam would hang out a lot. And so finally, one day, Benjamin called me. This is another day now. Benjamin calls me, and he starts telling me about this. Oh, because he the first question. Okay, and this is the weird part. So he asked me. His first question, literally to me, is, "Did Joe ever tell you about a guy named Adam?" And then I said, "Yeah, he's mentioned him a few times, I believe." Why? And uh, he goes, "Oh, he goes. Well, I gotta tell you what I heard." And I said, okay, what is, what is, like, what did you hear? And then I asked, the, my first question to Benjamin was, is he, is Adam not a good person? Is he a bad influence? And then Benjamin says, well, for you, he it, it's, it's going to affect you, what I'm about to tell you. So what do you think he means by that? Uh, girl, they're getting it in the butt. Like, that's, that's what he means by that. <laughs> <laughs> you hit the target girl you hit it he literally tells me that he literally then straight up told me that he had heard that this Adam dude is gay which again like like you just said a few minutes ago that That's that fine. yeah don't go after exactly and already in a relationship or aren't emotionally available to you all that causes pain and problems and you don't want that shit exactly and so that adam yeah so then he said that adam and joe had been hanging out a little too much a little too frequently and he was like okay you know yeah sometimes guys need their need their due time just like girls need their girl time which he is right yeah, about that but it comes there comes a point though it doesn't matter if the person is the same sex as you. If you're hanging out with someone, they're they're and you're not in a relationship with. There comes a point where too much is too much. Even if you're not in a no. relationship, there comes a point where too much is too much. That's what no, I think yeah. happened between and I. Because there there came a point where oh, I'll tell you in a minute. But there's out too much. Too yeah. Much. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Once you start hanging out with that person a little too much, then yeah, then it can get problematic in that sense. And so that's pretty much what happened in Adam and Joe's case. And, and Joe, um, yeah, so he said then that he had heard that, that Joe and Adam were actually engaging in sex with each other. And I was like, and how do you know this? And he goes, oh, I know people that have seen them making out and stuff. 
I was like, oh, okay. And so when I conf- so when I confronted Joe about it, he denied the whole thing, of course. And he then, by this point, was getting pissed off by Benjamin. He literally called Benjamin in front of me and was like, hey, dude, how come you're telling Sandra all this stuff? Like, why are you telling her lies? And he, you know what he tells him? Oh, and by the way, my sister was was around when this conversation took place, too. Because he had came to my house and we were standing in the front by my garage. And then that's when Benjamin told Joe, well, why don't you tell Sandra the truth? Why don't you tell her everything? And you want to hear the most surprising thing out of all this? He didn't what? even dare to defend himself. That right Joe there, did. Not even gonna, if you, okay, here's the thing. If you don't defend yourself, you sound guilty. But if you defend yourself too much, you still sound guilty. So I, it's a lose-lose either way. Yeah. So if they, Here's how it's supposed to go down. Literally, if anybody it's true it's enough to say no and leave it at that i didn't do that this is what happened that's it exactly just tell your version like how it happened without of course they still they still even if you are telling the truth might not believe you and if they don't don't get all defensive it's none of your business because here's the thing i've learned people can think whatever and it's none of your business yeah. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. Right. But anyway, and, Yeah, and so finally, after he got off the phone with him, then I asked him, I said, well, I said, is there anything that you, I need to know that you, I, is there something you, you're hiding that I need to know? And of course, he was like, no, there's nothing. And he's like, Benjamin's just trying to break us up. Because he and his girlfriend are no longer together, so he's jealous of our relationship. So, of course, not know who who to believe. I finally dropped it and was like, "Okay, that's what you say. That's what that's what you're saying." So, then, then of course, in October is finally when I broke up with him because we started just drifting away. Oh, and then he wanted to go to job first. First, explain the, the mobile home thing because people. Oh, the mobile home. Yeah. Okay. So he. Okay. So real quick about the mobile home thing. So he did mention bring up to me one day that he not only wanted to marry me, but after we would get married, the trailer that he was staying in, of course, he he was going to move me in there, and that we were going to live there. Okay, now, did you ever go to the trailer? Like, do you know anything about it? Like, or anything? Um, I've never been in it, but I have passed by it once or twice. Oh, and actually, my mom gave him a ride out there now that, I, now that I'm thinking about that. Yeah, Ooh. she gave him a ride out there, but that was only once, and that was it. Was it, like, good quality, or was it, like, a shit? Mm. I would say the trailer was pretty, it was okay, it was decent, it wasn't, like, super nice, but again, it wasn't, like, super, super ghetto, like, trashed. I mean, the part of, it was, it was kind of on the, a little bit on the older side, but it still looked, like, functional. uh, They've put a bunch of newer mobile homes in, 
And nowadays, they actually make mobile homes pretty, pretty decent. Like, they're pretty nice. Yeah. But, like, these older ones, man, if you don't take care yeah. of them, even if you take care of them right, if they look older, some of their mobile homes are synonymous with, like, trash. Trashy. Yeah. Trash, you know? So. Yeah, it was kind of on that spectrum. But. Okay. Thankfully, I never went in it. And. He wanted me, he wanted, oh, and he wanted me to stay the night with him plenty of times. And I always told him, well, you know how my family is. And he would always tell me, well, but you're my girlfriend and, and you're over 18. Oh, and he was like another jo- Joni. But you're 18. You can do what you want. Just come over. Pretty much. But finally I told him, I said, dude, look, I live with my, my, my family and they're strict. And I still have to respect their rules. Because live here, so exactly. chill. And plus, and Everybody. plus, to be honest with to be honest with anybody listening out there, I'm the type that I don't want to sleep in the same bed with somebody being unmarried and everything. But that's just my personal choice on that. I mean, to be honest, we're gonna times don't count. Like she's stayed at my house before, and we've slept same bed but that's different it's not like that, that yeah that's different but for me yeah for me like i'll share a bed with my best friend that's different like you said but like when it comes to a guy no i i personally don't feel right doing that yeah and of course he was i think he got bothered that i that i had said that because he was more of like this is something I've heard that's been banging around in my brain because it's absolutely true. Your standards were not too high. He just didn't meet them. And he was upset that he didn't. Yeah, pretty much. And maybe and maybe I and I used to kick myself back in the day for for maybe that's why my relationships were ruined but now that I look back on it it's like maybe maybe it's a good thing I have some of these standards set don't lower your standards do not lower your standards for anyone don't do it yeah no no I've come to learn that especially over the last couple years that I've been quarantined yeah I've really reflected on that and I'm glad super glad to this day because because that's almost like it's almost like I would have been disrespecting myself especially if I would have lowered my standards to anybody. All right. Now we've of this story, the breakup. How, who, what, where, when, why. Things. Tell me. Okay. So the night of the breakup. So we were so oh, and by the way, he was drinking. So or no, he hadn't no, he hadn't started drinking yet. So we're talking on the phone. Or actually, I called him. And I was like, hey, like, we need to talk. And so, of course, I was here at home and he was wherever he was. And I told him, like, hey, I don't think this is going to work. Like, you're going to go to Job Corps and I'm going to be continuing school. Oh, and by the way, the reason I broke up with him was he he wanted to move to San Jose because he was supposedly promised a job by one of Benjamin's friends, which by the way, Benjamin verified with me that that the friend that his friend was going to offer Joe a job, but 
just something something about the way Joe was with him that he changed his mind on that, and so it wasn't going to happen. And the whole the whole getting a place deal that was never that was never um, that was never existent in terms of like being promised a place like that was that never was said or took place. So Joe so kind of lied about that. Just because it it seemed like it was going to be there, he just told you it was going to be there. Yeah, pretty much. And but just, so no for sure. So he was just like, I'm going to go to Job Corps, and then maybe after I get out of Job Corps, I might have a job. So just move with me to this place where I don't have a place to live. Yeah, pretty much. Like we're going to move to a city where we have no place to. Live. I may or may not have a job. This is a thing. I in Job Corps, but I know a few people from high school who did go that route. And while you're in Job Corps, Job Corps will help you get a place all that so you can stay and go through job core but if you leave job core like um some of the people i knew did you aren't allowed to be there anymore because job core is the place providing you a place to live right and if you get out of that then you're getting out of everything that's in ties with it yeah and right. that's the thing as far as I yeah know, if it's if it's you going as just a single person whoever you have living with you or even going there with your family or whatever they're not providing a place for everyone to live just for you so or unless you have kids like your kids can live there if you have kids but I've heard if you're just going there with like oh this is just my or whatever they don't provide housing for them they just provide it for you so you can so you basically if you want to live with them have to find your own housing and pay for your exactly. own so um, yeah I and I like couldn't I said, and I you, I also could be wrong because I, or misinformed because I've never been to job course. So if anybody out there has been to job and knows how that works, let me. Yes. Like I'm sure it's married. Like I said, just like how they let your kids live there. But like a lot of times from what I've heard, if it's just like, oh, this is my friend or girlfriend or whoever, and they want to move with me to the city, they're not going to provide housing for someone who's not in the job court. Necessity, like a child. Right. Exactly. But now that you kind of cleared the air on that one, um, yeah, so he wanted, yes, yeah, so he wanted me to move out there with him. And I just was like, no. And because I was doing my own thing over here at MJC. What was hashtag van life? What was that? I said, you don't want to go live the hashtag van life living in your car? Oof, girl. I would have been on. I would have been hashtag street life because I didn't drive at the time. True. So, I see where I would have been screwed there. Yeah, and and so, um, yeah. So no, nineteen year old me was like, nope, I'm too smart for that. I'm not gonna live the street life. And um, anyways, so I. Honey, like that's that's all yeah and so finally when he was like trying to press me to do all this stuff I finally took it as you know what like I gotta get I gotta get out of this relationship so I called him we need to talk and then because I told him yeah so I told him we need to talk and he was like okay so I told him how I felt and I just feel like we need to go our separate ways. And how do you think he took that? 
probably nope he literally his literally his question to me was he he literally asked me you're leaving me yeah and he starts crying literally starts crying over the phone and like i felt bad but at the same time i was like i it, it's crazy because like when i broke up with him it's like i felt bad but at the same time i felt like a sigh of relief like i like i was releasing something that freed freed me really that like lifted the weight off my shoulders somehow I don't know if you've ever felt something like that before. Oh no, when you when I was finally rid of George or Ben or all the other guys I see it's kind of been like that, like a sigh of relief. Like at first I'd be a little bit sad, even if I was the one who broke up with them, but then I'd like be like, Oh wait, I broke up with them because of this and then like sigh of relief, like, oh thank God it's over. Like Yeah. And oh my god. Joe would not let go. He didn't want to let go of me. He was like, but is there any way I could do to make our relationship stay? Can, 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 you, can you please not leave me? And he literally was begging me up and down not to leave him. And I told him, I'm sorry, we... Sounds like George. The conversation George and I had in the Starbucks. Yeah, kind of like that. And yeah, he just cried and cried. And finally, I said... Oh, he finally told me, I'll talk to you later, and he hung up. And mm, I think he tried calling me back, but I didn't answer him no more. I basically ghosted him after that. That was probably the best choice, because the more you tried to interact, and the more you like engaged with him in any way, the more he would think there was of stopping the whole thing. Yeah, he and then and then it's funny because not long after we broke up, he tried to get with some of my high school classmates and Christine, and they all basically shot him down and were like, "Goodbye, we don't want to talk to you." Wow. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how much, how how much quote unquote in love he was with me. Got over that real quick for someone he was so in love with. Right. Wow. Anyways, that's the whole Joe story, guys. We didn't realize it was going to be this long. And I know last time we forgot to do life advice, like last week, but this episode here is chock full of life advice. So I don't think we need to do it again this week because there's some good old nuggets in there for you. You just got to sift through and find them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we will see you guys next week. See ya.